Hey everybody, welcome to Faith Over Fear. It is Valentine's Day, and so I thought that there would not be a better topic for today than to talk about marriage. And so I have brought on my beautiful wife. Hello, everybody. To help us kind of go over, um, one, what does our marriage look like, how how we've kind of made it work in our lives, and then just talk about biblical examples on what a marriage should look like. So um, to start, I know everyone wants to go to Ephesians, and I think that that's a beautiful place to start, but we kind of want to highlight <clears throat> when it talks about wives submitting to their husbands. And so I know the joke is always, here we go, do as I say, because that's what the Bible says. And I don't think that that's entirely what it means <laughs> when it says for wives to submit to their husbands. I think the important thing is, is <clears throat> men need to remember that they're the spiritual leaders of their household. And so I think one way that that looks in a biblical marriage in today's world is if the man is living out his role biblically, then I think it would be easy for the wife to submit. And I don't mean that as in do as I say. I think that means is trust my leadership. I think it means trust the way I lead our family, but that doesn't mean that I do it without my wife. And so I always look to her for, you know, as, as a, as a team to figure out what we need to do for our family when it comes to our kids, when it comes to our household, when it comes to work, things like that. So I think the most important thing is, is as we go through Ephesians through this episode, I want people to, to know that we both have biblical responsibilities in the household and we both have our own roles that we play in our marriage and then in parenting our children. And so Obviously, I would love to have my wife talk about what it looks like for being a biblical wife and mother. Obviously, I can't speak to being a mom or wife because I'm a man. So great mom. <laughs> so I guess from there, darling, if you would like to take it yeah, from here. So, um, I'll go ahead and read what Ephesians says about being a godly wife. Um, Ephesians 5 talks of, it says, for wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Um, for a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. Um, and yeah, personally for me, I feel like our marriage is definitely more of a partnership rather than like, you know, you being higher on higher level than, than I am. I feel like we come together and work really well as a team. Um, but we both submit to the Holy spirit. And I think that's kind of the key to, to what makes this work. And I think it's, noticeable when we are not yielding to the voice of the Lord um because that's where a lot of like confusion can come in and miscommunication can come in um <clears throat> but where it says um for wives this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord I think it just means like yielding to be respecting his opinion and respecting his leadership um it doesn't mean like just go along with whatever he says. I think there's, a, you know, communication is a key here. You know, you guys, I think as a husband and wife, it's important to come together, communicate, decide what's best for your family um, through prayer. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But I think it's also important to keep going on from Ephesians. It says, in the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, 
No one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. Mm-hmm. And so I think that kind of goes into what you were saying as far as it says, love your wife as your own body. So, of course, my wife's opinions and my wife's beliefs and thoughts go into decision making for our family. And so I think that that kind of highlights how we should act as a team. Um, and then other things that I think we can use, and I think I kind of wanted to just go on how our relationship has worked over the years and hopefully encourage people in their relationships, you know, to, to dig a little deeper in the word together, mm-hmm. dig a little deeper in prayer together, dig a little deeper in worship together. So I think that's one thing we've gotten better at just through this year, especially is getting into the word together and praying together. Absolutely. Um, one of the things we've talked about through the podcast is reading through the Bible throughout the year. Um, I know I've told you guys that I've started front to back Bible this year. My wife has actually been doing it with me, um, along with several other people in our prayer group. And it's one thing that my wife and I, we actually talk about. I think we, we go through the scripture and I'm not gonna say that we've done it every day, but Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times when we go through what we read that day, we'll talk about it together and, and kind of meditate on it together. And I think that's important in a marriage to go through the Bible together, to stay in the word together, stay in prayer together. Um, but just to highlight other things too, that you can do on a, on a daily basis to help your, your marriage kind of thrive. So, um, like, what does it look like practically? So we've been together since we were 14 years old. We started dating when we were in the eighth grade. Mm -hmm. Um, we've had our ups and downs, you know, just like anybody else. We've had, you know, a lot of really, really good times. We've had some times that we've, we've struggled. And I think earlier, I think I agree with what you say is when we're not, um, giving over to the Holy Spirit and we're not completely in tune with the Spirit is kind of when chaos comes in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So we got married when we were 21 mm-hmm. and had our first kid at 22. And so here we are at almost 29 years old. We've got three kids. We've been married for this going on eight, eight years. years. So this is not us coming to you guys saying that we've got it all figured out or that we've got this perfect marriage or that from it any anything like that. We just want to encourage you guys with the things that we do in our marriage to kind of help you guys um, in your relationships. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are out there listening and you're married or you guys are out there listening and you're dating, engaged to get married, or maybe you guys are single and you just you you're looking for that biblical guy or biblical, you know, girl that you want to spend the rest of your life with. I just, we kind of wanted to give you guys some examples for things that we do that just kind of help us get through the day. And I think the first thing, the first thing and the most important thing, and I think this goes for, I I really do think this is the most important thing is communication. Oh yeah. I just think it's key that you stay in constant communication with one another. And, and people think I'm crazy for this. I've had friends tell me I'm crazy for this. Coworkers tell me I'm crazy for this, but I literally tell my wife everything. And she, mm-hmm. she Vice versa. will tell you that. Like, I, I don't hide anything from my wife. If I have a bad dream, if I have a bad thought, if I do something I shouldn't do or look at something I shouldn't look at, anything like that, I tell her. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, there's been times early on in our relationship, right before we got married, where um, I was struggling with, with things. And I tried to beat it on my own. I tried to beat it through prayer. I tried to beat it through scripture. And and honestly, I didn't, I was not able to overcome this, this temptation of lust. And so I came to my wife and I told her, I said, Hey, look, I'm, I'm struggling with this. And, um, for a long time, I was scared that she was going to look at me differently or think differently of me. And it actually 
took our relationship to a whole new level because she didn't look down on me. She didn't, you know, how dare you? She just said, how can I pray for you? And it was in that moment that she began to intercede for me as well. And I think that it made it, it made my struggles so much easier when I was able to take a burden off of my, my shoulders and share it with my, my wife. And I have someone there to walk along with me and hold me accountable and to, to lift me up it took our relationship to a whole nother level. And so from that moment at 20, 21 years old, I just said, you know what? I'm going to tell you everything, everything and anything. If I have a bad dream, if I dream something I shouldn't have, if I think something I shouldn't, if I see something I shouldn't, I just tell her. It makes things a lot easier and I, when there's an open line of communication. And I think that, that it, it builds up trust, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's never a time if I go on a business trip and I'm, you know, out of the state or if I'm not at home, there's not, there's not a worry of anything on either side because we have an open line of communication. We know where each other's at, what we're thinking, what we're doing. You know, mm -hmm. there's not ever a moment that goes by that she doesn't know where I'm at or what I'm doing and vice versa. And so I think if there's anything that we could tell you guys out there who are married or like I said, looking to get married is the, the most important thing is just communicate. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always come easily. I think, you know, when you when you pray for an, for a better line of communication between your spouse, between your boyfriend or your girlfriend, I think it's funny how the Lord gives you opportunities to practice what you're praying for. And, you know, it'll it'll come. It may not come easily, but the Lord will give you opportunities to practice those things that you're praying for, whether it's patience, whether, you know, it's grace. And, you know, it's funny that you say how you, you talk about how I'm the one that gave you grace. I see it totally the opposite. Just throughout our whole relationship, I feel like I've never seen a more, um, seen a better example of the grace of Christ than I, from anybody except for you. You know, you've been the most beautiful example of the grace of the Lord in my life. Um, but I kind of also wanted to touch on how you just talked about building trust. Proverbs 31, um, talks of, you know, we all kind of know Proverbs 31 talks about a godly wife. Um, and it, it says her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She will bring him good, not harm all the days of her life. And I really love how the passion translation says it. It says her husband has entrusted his heart to her. And I think it's important to remember that we're kind of, um, we're stewards of each other's hearts. The Lord has given us, um, a responsibility to, um, to steward this relationship and to be as Christ-like as we possibly can. Oh, I agree hundred percent. And I think one thing too, that you should, both sides of a marriage should work on is to make each other better. I pray that, you know, God reveals himself to you just as much as he does to me. I pray that, you know, God just manifests himself in you just as much as he does for me. And the thing is, is I think acknowledging that your, your partner, your spouse is there to make you better. I think that that is just, I think that's a key key component to marriage is knowing that you are there to make me better. Mm -hmm. God has blessed me with you to make me a better man, to make me a better husband, to make me a, a better father. And I think that when we remember that we're here to build each other up, it's it makes it a little bit easier to go through life with each other. Um, not to say that we don't go through our fights or our, you know, dis disagreements or whatever, you know, anything like that. But what I want to encourage all of you with is that when you go through those moments of, you know, disagreements or arguments or whatever, 
the other person on the other side of you is not the enemy. Right. Okay. That they're not the enemy just because you disagree, just because you argue, just because you fight, they're not the enemy. So don't allow the thoughts to creep in that the other, the person sitting across from you or laying next to you in the bed, they're not against you. If you are surrounding your marriage on biblical principles and that person is not against you, even though you may disagree, even though you may have your fights, that person is not, not against you. That person is with you and they're for you. And so I think it's important that um, when the Bible says, don't go down, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Mm -hmm. I think that's very important in a marriage. It doesn't mean you won't. No, I mean, I listen, we're not perfect. I mean, there's been yeah. times that we've not talked and just went to bed. But here's the bad, so here's the bad thing, though. So I don't like talking about things like this, okay? I, I'm more of a, and I think this is more of a, man, a man's <laughs> side of things. I just tend to let things go. If we argue or we fight about something, I just, you know what, whatever. I go to bed. I wake up the next morning and practically act like. Nothing happened. Nothing. And I'm the total opposite. I just want to hash it out right then and there. Right. And so I think it's important as a marriage, find find how you right find how you guys handle it and and come to agreement on you know if it's you know for us it's the 30 minute rule yeah you know take some time let her cool off let me cool off even though i typically cool off in a couple minutes it doesn't take me long at all you know do whatever makes sense in your marriage mm -hmm. but don't let try not to let the sun go down on your guys's anger can i touch on something real quick you talked about praying for your spouse and I think a lot of times we forget to do that. You know, I think your marriage is your first ministry and, you know, your marriage and your family. And I think if you're not praying for your husband or for your wife, you need to start. You need to pray for their well-being, pray for um, for their salvation, pray that their faith would grow, pray that they would heed to the voice of the Holy Spirit, pray that there would be um, a guard over their heart. I think it's it's so key. It's so important to pray for your spouse. And, you know, when life comes in and you've got lunch to make for school the next day and, you know, sports snacks, you're on snack duty for your kid's sports team. Like, it's just so easy to let life get in the way. And, you know, you forget to pray for your spouse, but it's so important. I agree. I agree. I think, too, there's one thing I want to highlight kind of to wrap this up, and it's what does a marriage look like with kids? But before I get into the kids, I want to make one one big point is that take time to be husband and wife. Mm -hmm. I know that life can get chaotic. I know that between kids and work and everything else that you've got going on, you need to take time to continue to date your spouse. Yeah. Go on dates, go to dinners, go to movies, have time. You know, if you've got kids and you've got grandparents around, you've got friends who will take them for a night every once in a while, drop the kids off and have a night, just, just husband and wife. Mm -hmm. And yes, I mean, whatever that needs to be in your, in your marriage, you know, drop the kids off, have a great night. I think it's important that you continue to continue to fall in love, continue to grow that love. I mean, I yeah. think that every single day, the more that we experience each other, you know, the more that we fall in love. I think that love grows just as much as the love of the father grows for us and, and our love for him grows. I think it's the same thing in the marriage. And so I want to encourage you guys, don't ever get stuck in a routine because when you get stuck in a routine, that's when, that's when bad things can start to happen. I think it's will set in, you'll get bored with each other and correct. your spouse will start to look for 
could status, could start to look for satisfaction elsewhere. Correct. So yeah. I think I think it's important if there's anything that you guys get from this today is continue to date your spouse, continue to fall in love with your spouse. And moving on from there, I want to just real quickly talk about what does it look like with kids. Um, we've got two boys and we just had our third, our, our first little girl back in October. It has been um, a lot different <laughs> having a little girl than having um, little boys. But I, I kind of want to just highlight what my role is and I, I want you to kind of highlight what your role is. My role as, as their father, as the boy's father, I'm, I've got to teach them how to be a man. And so how does that tie into being, how does that tie into marriage? Well, I want my boys to know what it looks like to lead a family and to love a woman in a godly way. And then in raising them to be men, they will do these things. I don't want them to see me yelling at their mom or arguing with their mom or put, putting their mom down. That's not what being a godly husband looks like. And if that's the example that my boys are getting, then I'm setting them up for failure and I'm setting two women up for heartache later on because I've not trained them up in the way that they should go. And so I think as a man, my job is to get them to see what it looks like to love a woman and also what it looks like to be a man. What does it look like to lead a family? What does it look like to go to work and to provide and to pray and to worship and, and to do things like this? And one thing, and I know I've talked about this before, one thing I love to do with my kids is on the way to school is we listen to worship music on the way to school. We start the day off, every day off with worship. We start the day off with um, time with the Lord. And I think it's important to teach the, teach my kids these things. And there's things that I can teach my boys that my wife can't. And then in return, there's things that my wife can teach the boys that I can't. Um, and then honestly, going into my daughter, this has been completely different. I, you know, I didn't know what being a girl dad would look like. And But you are a sucker. For anyone out there who... <laughs> I'm wrapped around this little girl's finger so tight. You know, uh, I didn't know what it was going to look like being a girl dad, but I have to be honest, it's, it's awesome. It's amazing. And it's it's amazing to watch God reveal himself to me differently mm. because now I see this little girl and and all I can see is, all I can see is a young version of my wife. And so I just look at her and I I, I want her to know this is what it looks like to be loved by a man. This is what, this is how the heavenly father loves us. And I think it's important for me to show her the love of a man. And so when she's, so when she grows up and she's older and she's in the point where she's looking for a husband, she needs to look for a husband in the way that any examples that I've given her. And if I don't show her love and I don't show her, you know, or back to if I don't show you respect, if I don't show you love and I yell at you and she's in and she sees these things and she's going to think it's OK for a man to treat her that way. And so I think it's important for me to own these roles of a, as a father to show my boys what it looks like to love a man and then what my my daughter how to be loved by a godly man. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah I feel like we're opening a can of worms talking about kids here. Um, uh, <laughs> I've. Man, being a mom is not easy, but it's the most rewarding and the most beautiful job in the world. Um, I will never forget whenever we first found out we were pregnant with our oldest, with David, I was scared to death. He was a surprise. I don't like to say he wasn't planned because the Lord did have his life planned, but he was a surprise to us. <laughs> and I was just scared to death. Um, I was afraid I wasn't going to be a good mom. And I feel like the Lord's taught me a lot in the last you know, six and a half years of, of motherhood. 
Um, but there's one verse. There's a lot of moms on TV that I exemplify that I really look up to. But one mom, one television mom, and this may be like going way back before some some people's, you know. Anyways, my favorite TV show is Little House on the Prairie, and I really look up to the way that Ma parents um, Mary and Laura and and the kids, and she's just a really beautiful example of a godly mom and wife. And um, there's a verse in Proverbs that reminds me of how she acts, and it really inspires me to be the same way. Um, Proverbs 31, 26, um, when she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. And that's just a verse that's just always in the back of my mind, because I don't do that well. Um, I feel like I say a lot of stupid things. I feel like I say things that um, are harsh and are going to hurt my kids' feelings, and they're going to remember it for the rest of their lives. But um, I try to keep that verse just at the forefront of my mind so that I remember to speak with kindness and to speak gently towards them um, because those are the things that are going to make an impact on them in the long run and um, just being a godly wife in that way. um, I just think it's really important. Oh, and another thing that I like to practice too, which I don't think, maybe it's a generational thing. I feel like it's so important to say sorry to our kids. Like when we mess up and they see us mess up, it's so important to get down on your knees, look them in the eye and say, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have acted that way because they're going to they're going to see that and they're going to come to the father with a heart of repentance. And that's where reconciliation happens. Right. I agree. So it's a lot. There's a lot to say. There is. There is. And listen, there's a lot more that we could go into, and I know we've kind of gone a little bit longer than we normally do. But guys, I just wanted to, you know, one, just say, hey, happy Valentine's Day. Take this time to actually, you know, do something nice for one another. Take this time to— It doesn't mean you have to blow the budget. No. I mean, just—I mean, it could just be, you know, the $10 flowers from Walmart. I mean, it (laughs) it could be something, you know, very— Or doing the dishes. Or doing the dishes. (laughs) Um, But guys— but one thing I really do want to encourage you with is do this every day. Yeah. Just not on, not just on Valentine's day, do this every day. Um, like I said, we don't have, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that we have a perfect marriage. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that we've done it better than anybody else. I'm not going to tell you any of that. I'm just going to tell you that when you put God at the forefront of your marriage yes. and, uh, and on your parenting, then it, it gets a lot better. So guys, I know, like I said, I know we went a little bit longer. I know this was a little bit different of an episode. I hope you guys got something out of this from us. I hope that we, you know, can encourage you guys in your marriages to just stay strong biblically, mm-hmm. jump into the word, jump into worship, jump into prayer, do it together. Marriage has yeah. got to be together. And no, we pray for you guys. We pray over every listener. Absolutely. Every so. Week. I know we started this last week. I'm going to continue to do this. If you guys need prayer or you guys have questions or anything that we can just um, be in prayer for with you guys, reach out to us at tyler.faithoverfear at gmail.com. We'd be more than happy to pray for you guys, answer any questions you guys have. And guys, as usual, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining in this week. Thank you for joining the journey of faith over fear. If you like what you hear, as usual, share us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to um, to your podcast. Find us on Facebook. We did eclipse the 1000 mark in just three months. So pretty pumped about that. I'm excited about it, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, like I said, if you like what you hear, just share it with your family and friends. We love you guys. Happy Valentine's Day.